Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm going to be discussing the difference between self-compassion and laziness. Essentially answering the question, does my body need more rest or does it need to just get on with it and do the work, movement, socialising, whatever it is that you're unsure of um, at the minute. I think this has got to be one of the most confusing parts of recovery because you're trying to listen to your body, but that's a fairly new concept to you. And also at this point, your body and nervous system have been in such a chronically dysregulated state that what it's telling you on the surface level might not actually be that accurate in like accordance with what it needs. This episode is going to go quite well with the um, listening to your body episode that I did a couple months ago. So I would definitely recommend that you listen to that one if you haven't already, maybe before listening to this one, because this will make a lot more sense. Um, That episode was actually, I think, the most listened to episode that I've ever done. So I know that this is something that you guys struggle with. And actually, the main reason that I was inspired to do this episode was because after my recent cold, I found myself asking the question to myself, like, do I need to just get on with it again? Like work, working out, life, like, you know, get out of the being ill state? Or does my body need more time to actually rest? And if I had gone purely on how I was feeling in my physical body, probably rest would have been the answer. But it came to a point, like after a week, where I decided I just needed to get on with life again. After spending almost a week in bed and taking time off, And this reminded me of the time when I was recovering from CFS and how often I would have this mental battle with myself of if I needed more rest or not. And obviously recovering from long-term chronic burnout like CFS requires a lot more care than recovering from a cold and can be a lot more confusing. So that's why I'm doing today's episode. I'm going to start with offering some advice on how to judge your situation, how to tell the difference between self-compassion and laziness, and then finish with giving you five questions that you can ask yourself when you're having this mental debate with yourself. Okay, so when recovering from CFS, it's likely that you've been told a lot, just listen to your body, start listening to your body. And while that is sound advice, that advice would have been helpful prior to when we got CFS. If we'd started doing that before we got CFS, it probably would have worked. But now it's not that helpful because A, you've never done it and B, you're in a state of dysregulation where physical symptoms can be intense. And because when your body is symptomatic, if you were to listen to that, that would just naturally instill some kind of panic or distress But what we actually want to do is avoid that by um, relying on our knowledge that our nervous system has become very sensitive. And just because we're experiencing symptoms doesn't actually mean that we're in danger. Um, And we know our symptoms are coming from somewhere else, not from our physical body in the case with CFS. Not that you don't feel them in your physical body, you do, that's where they manifest. But they're not coming from any kind of medical illness, 
if you have been diagnosed with CFS. So the whole listening to your body concept with chronic fatigue syndrome can be um, hard to wrap your head around because what your body is telling you isn't necessarily true or um, accurate. So it's hard to start to build that trust with yourself and it's a process and you will get better at it and it will start to make more sense. Um, so what the goal is at the minute is to improve your ability to listen to your body and like I've just said this takes time and practice and something you can't do very well until you honestly until you come out of a state of chronic dysregulation um, but just the fact that you're here listening to the podcast or the fact that you are trying to listen to your body and now have awareness that it's even a thing to listen to your body is a huge step in the right direction so you've already made a lot of progress listening to your body is an intuitive thing it relies on us being connected to our intuition however ironically to get to that place of greater intuition what we need is to use a bit of objectivity a bit of logic rather than relying on our gut feeling that's how we get closer to our intuition when we're nowhere near it because again, it's very possible that your gut feeling is currently masked by fear, doubt or anxiety. One thing that gets mistaken as a gut feeling is fear. For example, your gut and your intuition might be telling you that you need more movement, but your fear of flaring symptoms or getting worse could be telling you that you need less and to avoid stressing your body at all costs and you then take that as what your body is telling you very confusing stuff huh so what I recommend that you do is stop trying to figure out what your body is telling you and use this objectivity looking in from an outside perspective is it logical that you need more rest or is it logical that you need to do more? If you've been resting lots and lots and not really doing much movement or work or socialising or um, anything along that line for a good few weeks, months or maybe even longer, objectively and logically it would make sense that you actually need to do a bit more to continue making progress. Another good way to tell is again if you've been resting lots and pulling back a lot but it's not actually helping you you're not feeling any better because of it then maybe that's not exactly what your body needs right now and it's important not to fall into the all or nothing mindset here there can be this very black and white thinking with cfs that we're either overdoing it or underdoing it but there is a middle ground there is a huge gray area also known as balance and imperfect action. If you decide, actually, I do need to do more, objectively, that makes sense for my body. It doesn't then mean that you need to completely up your game to achieve everything you've been putting off, you know, within the next few days. Start small, start with the basics and the simple things and progressively overload yourself with complete self-compassion and just allowing it to take its time rather than trying to rush yourself and this is actually leads on well to my next point if you have been living 
quite a sedentary life as a result of your CFS diagnosis, doing more activity is going to be exhausting for you. One of the worst things for our health, aside from stress, is a lot of sedentary time. I mean, a lot of sedentary time actually counts as stress on the body because it's not what your body's made for. It's amazing how fast you deteriorate when highly sedentary. Simply by having almost a week in bed last week from my cold, my muscles were stiff, my mentality and my mindset became very negative. I had a lot of intrusive thoughts. Um, when I went back to the gym after having that week off, I felt so much weaker physically and really had to regress what I was doing, which isn't an issue on a small scale. I'm not worried about it. And it's normal. But if it's just something to consider, if you've been living a sedentary lifestyle now for months or years, just have compassion with your body that as you start to do more, you're going to feel tired, you're going to feel exhausted, you'll need more sleep, you will need more food, um, you might feel achy, etc. All these kinds of things. That doesn't mean that you're getting sick. It means your body is growing and adapting and you need to have compassion with that. This is all normal and it's actually a good sign. But I think when dealing with the CFS label, we are quick to label these feelings that come up or symptoms, you could call them, that come up as a bad sign that our body wasn't ready. But I promise you this, your body is ready. It's so, so likely that it's your mind and your limiting beliefs that are making you have high anxiety and fear around doing more, more so than your actual capabilities. As somebody with CFS, it's also likely that you never valued rest previously and possibly still don't. Valuing rest and feeling comfortable with allowing yourself to rest looks like allowing your body and your mind the rest they need without guilt, without telling yourself you're lazy and without making up for it later or anything like that. Valuing rest means you have self-compassion because you understand you have a human body and it can't be on the go all the time. You're a human being, not a human doing. And it is okay sometimes to just be. You also understand that to be your best productive self and to heal, rest is imperative. It's a prerequisite. Rest and activity are two sides of the same coin. You cannot have one without the other. You can't be productive or active in an efficient way if you haven't rested. And you can't have good, deep, relaxing rest if you haven't been active in some form of the word. And I think this is why we can get so pickled with CFS and in such a confused state. Because some doctors say, just rest lots and lots and lots. Don't push yourself. So then you almost force yourself to do nothing when actually your body and your mind needed to do something. And then you get in a state of not being able to sleep, negative mindset. Maybe your eating pattern is out of whack and just feeling generally quite shit because you're not resting or being active. You're just in this hazy, confused no man's land. Nothing is intentional. I've also heard of some doctors the other end of the spectrum telling people to intensively exercise and go down the opposite route kind of just push through and um 
do more, which is equally as damaging, really. Neither are helpful approaches. So what we need to do is understand what living in alignment with health means to us. But first, just get back to the basics. If you have a human body, it needs both both rest and activity. You won't feel well until you have both of those in your life. You won't feel like you're thriving. You don't need to be scared of being more active physically because your body is literally designed for it. But you do need to work on your anxiety around it and your limiting beliefs around it because this is where we get more stressed and almost, well, no, exactly mentally manifest symptoms for ourselves. It's the stress that causes symptoms more often than not than the actual physical activity or the action itself. When we've been sedentary and pulling back for a long time, our body is not going to feel energised. It's not going to feel like increasing activity. So if you're waiting for the day where you feel ready to do more, it's not coming. You have to do more first before your body will start to energise. After your trigger of CFS, whatever it was, a virus, pregnancy, a severe trauma, grief, whatever it was that triggered this in you, there will be a time period where you probably just needed a lot of rests and purely just to heal on a physical level or an emotional level you did actually just need rest I was bed bound ish for roughly three months after I came out of hospital um because my body physically did just need to heal like my kidneys and my my liver weren't functioning well at all and like there were physiological things in my body that needed healing but after physical healing is done You need to introduce movement or activity back into your life to then continue the um, healing process of your mind and body to get to a place where you actually feel healthy and energised and balanced again. Just being purely healed on a physical level, like when my um, liver function was back up and my kidneys were working fine again, I didn't feel amazing. I was healed, you could say, on a physical level, but to get back to a place where you feel like you're thriving and aligned there's a lot more healing that needs to take place. Self-compassion is giving our body what it needs and we can use our objectivity for that because your body, when in survival mode, doesn't actually tell you what it needs. When in survival, we don't really get hunger signals, we don't get sleep signals, we don't get rational thinking. Our body is on autopilot just to survive So that's where we need our objectivity to step in to feed ourselves three times a day. We need to move our body every day, even if that's small to begin with. We need to have a good sleep schedule, even if you can't actually sleep to begin with. A good way to approach yourself is as if you were a child. If you had a child in your situation, what would you get them to do? If they were feeling really unwell and symptomatic you would probably tell them to rest. But at a point, we need to get them up and out to clear their head and to help them feel um, more better. Is that the right way of saying it? (laughs) To help them like continue to feel better. Ask yourself, if I was my own parent, what would I advise myself to do? Or if I was a 10-year-old child, what would I suggest I do? 
when you start to inquire about this stuff and build awareness, you'll probably find you are struggling more with the mindset, limiting beliefs and fear around being more active than the actual physicality of it, the action of it. If you could just be present and do the thing, not overthink it or worry about it, would you get symptoms? Something worth pondering over. And your answer to that um, gives you a huge indicator of what you need to focus on. In the past, or even in the present, you may still place your self-worth on your output. And have an underlying fear of being considered lazy by yourself or by others or by society. And this could be why you never let yourself rest previously and still find it hard and uncomfortable even now. There are many reasons we can resist resting, but this is just one of them. Um, And even when you do rest, you just feel lazy or uncomfortable with it. That's a sign that you don't really have a good relationship with resting. Laziness isn't the same as resting or taking time off. Laziness is not the same as listening to your body. Laziness, in my opinion, would be having no desire to improve yourself, not respecting your body or having self-compassion. And I think there is a worry when you start to work on building self-compassion and finally allowing yourself this unconditional rest that you feel like you're becoming lazy but you're not. It just feels so unfamiliar to you because you've never lived this way before. Because you got sick, and when you got sick, it was all about, um, I don't know how to put this, it was all about just like completely resting. Like you might have had the advice from a doctor that you just need to rest your body, you need to do less, you need to stop pushing yourself. So you almost became fearful of activity. And prior to getting sick, you were focused on achieving, pushing, ignoring your body, always doing more, filling up any free time just to do stuff. Um, And the way you felt about yourself was based on how much you did, right? So what we really want to achieve is re-establishing the balance in our life, having a healthy relationship with resting and activity. And that is hard this day and age. If this, any of this is resonating with you, don't feel stupid or alone. Like I think the majority of people have struggled with this at some point. It's so hard in like the modern worlds to value rest and allow yourself that time because of hustle culture and grinding and this glorified burnout concept that society pushes on us. Like if you're not getting up at 5 a.m., hitting the gym for two hours and then working nine to five and building a business on the side while sustainably managing a family, being social, saving money, having a relationship and doing every part of that perfectly, then you're a failure. That message is pushed on us from all angles. It's everywhere. It's social media, the media, even from just like a school age and university it's work harder, work more, push through any signs that your body is giving you that you might need some time out to just be rather than to do your homework, do revision, X, Y, and Z. Self-compassion is the, not the opposite, but it's very different to, actually, no, I would say it is the opposite of laziness, actually. 
when you start practicing it, it will possibly feel like laziness to you because you aren't familiar with it. But that's okay. Something to be aware of, work through. Um, okay, I've got a bit confused here with my order of what I was going to talk about today. I've just gone off on a tangent as normal. I'm just going to give an example, though, to help you understand the message I'm trying to get across here. So when I had my cold, I had been in bed most of the week, hadn't moved a lot. I then started to feel somewhat better, but I still really didn't feel great in my body. And at this point, after taking a week off, that was when I started thinking, hmm, maybe it's time to get moving again. Now, being somebody who's recovered from CFS, I'm very aware of allowing my body its time to heal and prioritizing my health. So in the back of my head, I was like, what if my body doesn't need that? And it's it actually just needs more rest because that's you know, how my body feels. Surely it will feel up to it and energized when it's ready to start working and training again. That was a little thought I had. So I kind of had to have a sit down with myself, use my objectivity. And I was like, no, I've rested a week without guilt, without trying to rush my body. There was a point in the week where I wanted to do a workout, but I paused and checked in with my body and realized it would not be helpful for my health if I did. So I didn't. It would probably make me feel worse and prevent my healing. So after the week, when I still didn't feel great, I made myself go to the gym and I made myself do some work. And how I did it was with an awful lot of self-compassion. The point here is if I'd listened to how my body felt on the surface, I probably would have just stayed in bed. But after doing it, shockingly, I felt a bit better. Because in order to keep healing my body from this cold, it actually needed some movement. It needed a bit of um, nourishment. However, I think if I'd gone to the gym and demanded my body to progress and, and do the things I was doing a few weeks earlier, I think it would have made me a lot worse because that would have not been self-compassion. That would have been self-criticism, control and treating my body like a machine. The intention behind your action matters. When I went to the gym, I literally just showed up and had the intention of moving my body to support my health. I knew I wasn't going to hit any personal bests. I knew I wasn't going to progress. I knew I probably wasn't even going to break sweat. And I had so little expectations of myself that the whole experience was so calm. And what I did do, which wasn't a lot, made me feel proud of my body and made me feel like I'd accomplished something. And essentially, I just loved my body through the process rather than demanded anything from it or hated it or criticised it through that process. And that is crucial to health, to expanding activity, specifically with CFS. And that's how I know that it was the right decision. And that's how I know for sure that it benefited me that day rather than drained me and prevented any healing happening in my body. Now, this is the exact same mindset I learned to use when recovering from CFS. This is why I say all the time, like the things you learn when going through CFS will apply to the rest of your life. Unlimited self-compassion, using objectivity to decide what you really need rather than relying on how you feel. And here is the last thing, probably one of the most game-changing things for your situation Let's say you do do more up your activity or whatever it is and you genuinely 
like you do it and it genuinely is too soon for your physical body which honestly it very rarely is but if it is and you experience intense symptoms after here's what to do don't worry about it don't panic the worst possible outcome here is you did do a bit too much too soon your symptoms flare and guess what you respond well and you are just in the same place as you were before you tried except you also now have the knowledge of your boundaries which is always helpful when upping activity people with cfs get so worried that they're going to overdo it but that insinuates that you think something bad will happen maybe because of a past experience maybe because of um what you've been told but this further insinuates that you still associate your symptoms with going backwards or regressing and you haven't accepted that they will be a part of your recovery when all you need to do is just respond well to them that will prevent you going backwards if you can realize this and believe it it takes so much pressure off you doing more because it's your fear around doing more that holds you back more so than your physical body If I had gone to the gym and did a workout and genuinely felt awful after, it made me feel way worse, all I would have done is gone home, got into bed, understood that was too much too soon. I would accept that my body is now going to need more rest and recovery. Probably would have been a bit annoyed at myself, but at least known that next time, maybe I'll just start with a walk or something more gentle. It's the mindset, it's the catastrophizing and the I'm going backwards story that causes you stress, which causes more symptoms and just feeds this negative thought belief loop and symptom loop. And even though throughout this podcast, I've been referring to me having a cold, it's the exact same thing with CFS. That's why I got so excited to do this episode after my cold, because it really reminded me of um, my CFS. So you will just have to practice this with more compassion and possibly a bit longer. Um, Okay, so I'm going to end with the five questions that you can ask yourself next time you're debating if you're being self-compassionate or if you're just being lazy and genuinely need to do more. Number one, if I look at this situation objectively, would it be logical to need rest? Take an outsider's perspective of your situation, objectivity and logic. Number two, what would I tell a child to do in my situation? Literally, almost imagine yourself as a 10-year-old child. What would you advise a child to do in this situation based on how you're feeling? Number three, what will tomorrow me thank me for? This can be a bit of a tricky one. Um... But genuinely, like, kind of visualising your goals, like, in the long term, do you want to increase your movement? Yes. Or your activity? Or your socialising? Whatever it is, yes. If the answer is yes, then it's likely tomorrow you will thank you for working towards that goal. Number four, are my symptoms in my head or are they in my body? If you have symptoms at the moment that are super intense like fever chills um what other ones can i think of 
symptoms that are in your body that are making you feel like physically in pain or exhausted or like you just need to rest means you just need to rest if your symptoms are coming from your mind coming from your thoughts your beliefs um coming maybe from a place of anxiety or if it's things like brain fog or just general fatigue i would say if rest and stuff like that hasn't helped and isn't helping then you might need more of the other increasing activity increasing movement maybe just introducing a new routine into your life number five will this action reduce my stress or increase my stress that's always a good one to ask yourself will it reduce my stress or will it increase my stress and that again really depends on your mindset and your limiting beliefs around it which is why that's always the thing that we need to work on um but yeah hopefully those five questions will help you when you're trying to decide what's right for your body Okay, so I hope this has been helpful. This has been quite like a subjective episode I'm aware of. Everything that I've said here is quite subjective, but generally speaking, for people with long-term CFS, increasing movement and activity is necessary. You can only heal so much while sedentary and not living your life how you really want to live it. You can't wait to feel good and then start living how you want to. It's the other way around. It's not going to be comfortable at first, but remembering that you can't really go wrong if you respond well to those symptoms will help. And remembering that activity, whatever that is, whatever the stimulation to the nervous system is, is not the enemy. It's not being active that got you sick. It was the inability to rest and the inability to live in balance and be present, live in alignment with your health. That's probably the reason you got sick. And you don't have to get this perfect. You won't. It's likely um, that you will experience a lot of trial and error with this. But again, if you genuinely do overdo it, just remember you haven't done any damage unless you believe you have, in which case you will become very stressed and make that belief a reality. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. If you do get value from this podcast, I would love it if you could share, follow or review it simply so it can continue to grow and reach more people suffering with CFS. It'll take you less than a minute, but it could change someone else's life for the better.